Hello, welcome to another episode of Before You Buy, where we show you a little bit of gameplay and talk about our opinions. Wait, wrong show. Oh, hold on, that's my other show. No, uh, welcome to Hazardous Opinions. Uh, <laughs> it's bad to take your credit for, for Before You Buy. <laughs> we are game ranks now. Yeah, yeah. So today we're covering. Covering uh, Doctor Strange Love and or, the subtitle, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yeah, that is a crazy title. I don't know title. why they put the uh, the colon after or because that kind of mess like that messes me up. Is it? I always thought that Doctor Strange Love or How I Love How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite the the long name. Yeah, it reminds me of like Fall Out Boy with their their long ass uh, song titles. Yeah, I think it, the title itself is supposed to be comedic. So this is a comedy made in 1964. Back yeah. when uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of paranoia about the commies. And how they're going to destroy our way of life. And there is a lot of paranoia in this movie as well about that. This movie is older than both of us. Times times two or three. Yep. Very old. But it's in black and white. But it holds up really well. No color. Yeah. like I'd say you get pretty used to it pretty quickly. I um, yeah. I also don't much mind stuff like that. I've watched quite a few black and white movies, but uh, it, I know yeah, it holds up really well. Yeah. I actually haven't seen a lot of like old films like this. Uh, so when you suggested watching this and it said it was in black and white, I was like, Oh <laughs> man, this is going to suck. You know, cause like we just have a different uh, sense of humor now than we did back yeah. then. So I was just expecting it to suck, but I was very surprised and proved wrong uh, because this this movie is hilarious in uh, subtle ways. Yeah, it's not even like actually, overtly like you know all those uh, some comedy movies are just like over like their comedy comes from just being stupid. Like uh, this is not that. This is like somewhat you know like highbrow, like intelligent. But also really yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had an alternate title that was a little bit longer, and I, I'm actually quite fond of it. It's uh Doctor Doomsday or Colin. How to start World War Three without even trying. That, yeah. I thought that one was was pretty good. This is twenty years after World War Two, and they're already talking about World War Three. I find yeah, that funny. I mean, even Everyone though I was worried about Russia nukes and yeah, this is like height of the Cold War. Yeah, I mean World War One and World War Two weren't that far from each other either, right? Uh, about twenty years. 
20 so years. About yeah. the distance so between World about, War II and this. They were thinking you were about due for World War Three at this point. <laughs> yeah. Every couple decades, we'll just throw in a World War and yeah. sit back. Well, I mean, even a few years ago when, uh, you know, the U.S. was having uh, issues with Russia, we were all paranoid about World War Three. Not as paranoid as this day and age, 1964. But, uh, yeah, we were. I mean, <clears throat> even with um, all the stuff going on in Ukraine now, I feel like everyone's still... That's true. Yeah, for, um, still technically there is a there is a war waging currently. Um, we're not involved yet, but uh, yeah, well, it does induce some paranoia. Financially, we're we're quite involved. Oh yeah, I've I've heard about that too. Yeah, we are <laughs> um, expending many, many a billions. lot of resources to uh, yeah to Ukraine and supporting their fight, which is not a bad thing. I mean, we need to support our allies, um, but we also we don't maybe need to, need to support broke. ourselves first. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have it's enough. Like, I don't have any money, but I'll open a credit line and give you all the money that I can possibly <laughs> give you. <laughs> right, but yeah, that that's a whole other. Yeah, that's rabbit hole. that's not the topic <laughs> that we're talking about right now. But we're talking about Doctor yeah. Strangelove, and uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so this is. This is a Stanley Kubrick movie. I don't know if you've seen many of his, but I feel like it Haven't. fits right in with his repertoire of like, this one has more overt jokes. Yeah. Where a lot of his movies I, I think are pretty, um, you have to like delve into it a bit to realize like the, the satire or the, um, the deeper message in there. Yeah. I feel like Dr. Strange Love is a little more on the surface, but it still fits really well with, um, with a lot of the rest of his movies, like Full Metal Jacket and I some of them, shut. some of the jokes made in here are were a little uh, were a little obscure to me. I didn't honestly get them at first. I had to think about it, like, oh, that was a joke. Okay, you know, <laughs> so sometimes they didn't really land with me, but um, some of them were obviously jokes and made me laugh. But some of them, I was just had to think about it for a second, I'm like. Oh, this guy's serious, but that's like the funny <laughs> part is that he's serious. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few jokes that that definitely outdated me, so it was a little hard yeah. to understand. But I I got major like um, Naked Gun vibes from this. They're like airplane. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen either of those. I haven't it's seen like, either uh, of Leslie those. Nielsen. I've heard I've heard a lot about Airplane though. Um, I've heard oh. that's a really good movie. Definitely going on the list. Yeah. For, uh, movies with good humor. Good yeah. good puns. Yeah. So uh, at the beginning, when with the credits, uh, Peter Sellers was like, you know, apparently huge. I don't know if like people like at the time would start cheering to see that he was featured in this. Uh, apparently, he was a really, really good comedian. And he has like three roles in this. Yeah, yeah, he plays um, three different ones. So he plays Mandrake, which is that um, the uh, on the army base that that launches the nukes. He's yeah, he's the, uh, the officer with the the big mustache. The, yeah, the he's good the officer. executive officer. Yeah, yeah, not the crazy general. Then he plays the president, and then what was his third role? 
uh, I think he also plays as uh, uh, General. Uh, no, he's Doctor Strangelove is his third one. So he's the president. Oh, really? Strangelove, and he's uh, Mandrake. Oh, yeah. You you wouldn't have been able to tell otherwise. Like they, right. like he really sells these roles. Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely helps being in black and white too to, yeah. to help disguise that. I would have not known at all. It's yeah, not like I obviously watched- like uh, Adam Sandler and Jack and Jill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole movie not even realizing that one guy was playing three different roles. It's yeah. it's very good. And yeah. He um, he has a very different attire for all three. So yeah, looks quite and, different. Um, all three of them are. Well, the president's not that funny, but uh, the other two characters are pretty funny. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know if the president's supposed to be funny because like the the like uh, you remember that phone call with Dimitri where yeah. I mean, you could just imagine how Dimitri is on the phone. Like he's just <laughs> like so upset. Like he's just like trying to calm him down. Like he's just crying on the phone or something. yeah i i got the sense that maybe this was in the height of an age that um making a man sound emasculine was yeah yeah i mean i don't know it just yeah i agree it didn't really like hit for any of the jokes that the president made but uh yeah no not really just dialogue i think um i think the whole premise of him calling up another world leader and being like, Hey, uh, so, uh, one of our base commanders, he is funny in the head and he, uh, he did a silly thing, <laughs> you know, a little funny, you know, yeah, he got a little funny and then like, or how they both started it. And they, they found out that he, you know, he's like, be careful. I think he's drunk. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm coming through fine. And you're fine. We're both fine. And it's like, you start a conversation <laughs> with another world. Like, if this is a conversation between world leaders, I think that's the funny part. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a 20 minute timer ticking down. <laughs> yeah. Till the end of the world, pretty much. To, yeah. Fucking nuclear annihilation. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> taking his time on the phone. I, uh, yeah. It's like, oh my God, I feel like this is how people would actually act. I know. Well, like you gotta wonder, time. like how a situation like this would go. Would just be like, you know, it wouldn't be an email, right? Would it be a, a phone call? I don't know. <laughs> Send an yeah. email. It's like, yeah, we accidentally attacked your country. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Lol. Bye. Attacked. We accidentally completely <laughs> nuked every single strategic military site in your country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. there was like thirty or forty bombers. Yeah, on that map, all all uh, tasked with it was thirty four of them. Yeah, and one of them uh, we had the pleasure of uh, spectating <laughs> with uh, Lieutenant Kong. Yeah, I love that actor. Um, God, I can't remember his name now. I think it but, was uh, C. Scott. No, that was uh, that was the uh, the general. Oh, that was yeah, Slim Pickens. <laughs> Major Slim Cohen. Pickens. That yeah, that's weird. That's weird that his name is that. Uh, it yep. just somebody uh, had the last name Pickens. 
And then they're like, uh, yeah, let's just... Uh, he looks like a slim. Slim Pickens. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's in a lot of uh, uh, Old West type movies and stuff like that. So he, he fit very ro- well into this role. Yeah. Um, did you know James Earl Jones was in this? James Earl Jones. Yeah, oh. the voice of Darth Vader. He is, yeah, he is in this. He yeah. was just one yeah, of the the guys on the on the plane. He was. I also remember yeah. him from uh, Coming to America. I don't know if you ever seen that. No, I haven't. It's uh, with Eddie Murphy. It's it's pretty funny. I like it. There's a the second one came out not too long ago. I think it was a couple of years oh. ago. But the older one, the first one, uh, came out a long time ago. Like I grew up with that film. Yeah, yeah. Jones is young in this movie. Yeah, I have like very I don't think I've ever seen him young before. So right? this was yeah. it was interesting. That's cool though. Yeah, yeah. It's weird getting to see those actors that like uh, were old all of the time you were alive. Yeah, like go back and see them uh, in younger roles. Like, yeah, uh, in, in another one of Kubrick's movies, I watched um, Eyes Eyes Wide Shut, which came out in '99. Tom Cruise is in that. He looks so young in there. I've always just like, he's always just had that adult face to me. So it's weird seeing him a lot younger. Yeah. I think the old, the youngest I've seen, um, the youngest I've seen Tom Cruise was, uh, Rain Man. Oh yeah. I've seen Rain Man. Yeah. He was super young in that one too. Yeah. He looks like a kid in that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so there, but there's Sandy- one thing. Oh, the uh, the B fifty twos they yep. like uh, they constantly fly around just in case of that they need to go nuke something. That's still a thing, as far as I'm aware. Really, I don't know if it's B fifty twos anymore. It might be a newer model, but they have like bombers running twenty four seven, three sixty five, just constantly wow. waiting for war. That's crazy. Probably a but- little more. Uh, Safeguards though now for uh, for the news. Why do they have to fly around though? I mean, couldn't they just have them stationed on a aircraft carrier or something when they get there just as fast? Well, just in case the carrier got bombed, I guess. So you don't uh, lose I your suppose. Yeah, lose your stuff. Yeah, you got to be keep on your toes for sneak attacks. Yeah. So along with the B fifty two stuff, the Sniff Slim Pickens and crew there when yep. they they first get the code that flips over on the little turn dial there. Yeah, this whole like couple minute scene is just intense to me. Like um, they're decoding it and they're like, "Oh, Plan R." <laughs> yep, and he's like going back there to confirm it and stuff, and then they start prepping and reading through their manuals that they pull out from the uh, the safe and. Like I can't yeah. imagine like being in that position and finally getting a notification that you're going in. You're probably not going to come home to a home. Yeah, like you're going to Every, war. <laughs> yeah, like like you guys in this plane are probably going to be some of the last people alive. Oh my god! Shortly. Yeah, that's yeah. There is a very serious tone right there in the beginning. Yeah, even when uh, General uh, was it. Jack Ripper. <laughs> yep. The crazy General, one. 
Yeah, General Jack Ripper called up Lieutenant Mandrake and <laughs> telling him that we're gonna we're gonna be in a shooting war. And I'm like, oh wow, it's gonna be crazy <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it was a very serious tone. And um then he starts talking about bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then it just all like, okay, goes down from a little odd. You go go all goes down from there. Like, you, like then you just realize, okay, what this man is willing to start a nuclear war over bodily fluids, <laughs> the purity of essence. I don't think I, I even fully got nuts. like, uh, like how crazy he was at that point. I didn't Until either. They they start sending troops to go recapture the base, and that would be a scary thing too. Like, like imagine. You're on post and he gets fucking locked down and <laughs> like shoot anyone yeah. who comes. Code red. And it's your own men. They come up. Yeah. But, but no, they were not convinced that they were the enemy. They were like, yeah, they were. Well, they were convinced that they were the enemy because they're like, yeah, they're, they probably uh, got him. Like they weren't even convinced that they were their own people because they were convinced that it was the enemy. The commies that stole uh, their military equipment. Because like, they were sitting at post, they're like, where do you think they got it? And it was like, probably from a military surplus store or some shit. <laughs> it's like, why would they get, <laughs> how would they get all this from military surplus? Yeah, it. and they've already dropped in the middle of, uh, is it like Nevada or Arizona, wherever that, yeah. that base was? Yeah, so like, yeah, locks himself in. Cuts all communications over yeah. Uh, bodily fluids. Yeah, and the scariest thing is this stuff was pretty accurate at the time. Not like, like all the bodily fluids, but like the uh, the protocols, like um, a lower commander of his level yep. could initiate nuclear war. Yeah. I read in a lot more about like uh, the changes and stuff that, that came out after this movie, and it's <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to see how many like changes like because now it takes two people you can't like just make it all oh, one person decision yeah yeah but yeah it's it's crazy and also i don't think they have the ability to like uh to like um what do you call it like have that secret code only known by that that one one star yep and then he uh ends up you know going in the bathroom and shooting himself and then nobody knows the code. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if it was intentional, the code at all, or if it was just like ramblings. But as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> it is OP. Oh, so, yeah. Which, that was funny. Ope. OP. Ope. Ope. <laughs> the Midwestern slang. Yeah, the <laughs> Midwestern slang. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ope, sorry. Ope. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So General Turgidson, the the other general that's in the war room, is also completely off kilter in the head. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but like as as the president and stuff would be like responding to him, he just keeps eating a stick of gum like every yep. time it looks back at him. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. And then uh, it looks at the, you look at the desk in front of him. There's just gum wrappers everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, these scenes in here, at least at the start, before it got crazy with uh, Strange Love coming in, 
yeah. uh, were also pretty intense because it, it was still in like the semi-serious part of the movie and yep. everyone's just like, okay, what do we do? And, what do we do? We have no communication. Literally the plan that we came up with is the plan that we came up with is undisputable, but you know, any outside source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, how, how could he have done this without consulting me? And he's like, <laughs> sir, you signed the order that said he could. Yeah. Like uh, the designates designates it all to lower commanders. Yeah. And, and that whole like conversation there was very scary to me <laughs> because yeah. I was like, I can totally see that conversation happening. Like, <laughs> how did this general like do this without consulting the president? So, I know. Well, so you signed this one order and allowed it, and like you didn't even realize, and now we're in nuclear war. It's like uh, when uh, he's like, I thought I was the only one that could initiate nuclear um, nuclear war, and then he's like, Well, it uh, I I it seems to me that uh, General Ripper may be uh, overexerting his authority. Just, just by a little bit. <laughs> yes. Plan R. R for Robert. Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know if it's, you know, every pilot's job to know all the attack, the attack plans. I, I think that's why they, they had all the booklets in the safe. Yeah. So they can learn about they, it. they got their, yeah. As soon as they got their official orders, they went and pulled out the packet. I was also thinking like, if each plane has this packet in there, what happens if one of them goes down? I know they have that right. self-destruct thing, but you just have all your plans in a safe. It's in, in a safe. So it would probably survive the crash. Yeah. So like all they would, all the enemy would have to do is open up that safe and get all their uh, attack plans. Yeah. So I so, suppose maybe they self-destruct before they even hit the ground just to be preemptive. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Would that would that imply that uh, there's like some C four on the inside that would go off when there's a detection that uh, the plane is going down? What if that malfunctions and just gets destroyed? You know, <laughs> I feel like you can't really have no. A it was a, for that. It was it was a it was a two. It was a couple switches and stuff when they were like doing all the tests in there. There was the auto destruct switch. Oh. Yeah, so they would have to manually do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, so I love Turgidson's lines. A lot of his were pretty quotable. Yeah. The, the one that was going crazy in the war room. Yeah, so he, they're, he they're funny. <laughs> just like, okay, we need to bring the Russian ambassador down here so we can get in contact with, with the Russians <laughs> and explain this is just an honest mistake, you know? We, we didn't mean to... Uh, possibly nuke their whole country. Um, and then Turgensen's like, uh, if you bring the Russian ambassador down here, he's going to see everything. He's going to see the board. He's going to see, the, you like, see be a massive breach of security. He's going to see the big board. He's going to see the board. And all you see <laughs> on the board is just dotted lines of planes going towards Russia. Yeah, like, what the fuck? All they're going to know is, like, okay, you know where all of our uh, bases are. That's it. Pretty sure that's public yeah. information. <laughs> but you know where they're coming from, too, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like this ambassador guy. He's he's pretty cool because for a while you're like, um, well, is he? Well, he's actually, not actually the ambassador though. He's like, because uh, uh, he's he's he, an ambassador. No. Uh, well, who's the premier? Because the premier wasn't there. I thought no, he was Dimitri. The ambassador is oh. like the uh, the connection between us and and their top people. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I li- I like this guy because for a while you're you're unsure if he's um, what do you call it? Like playing in a subterf- subterfuge and like trying to get information for the Russians. Yeah, or if he's actually just trying to honestly solve the situation. Because <laughs> Turgidson is just going crazy, so you don't know if you can believe him. He like tackles the ambassador down. <laughs> well, he found the <laughs> he found the camera on him. He's like, that was planted on me. But I was like, oh, the general totally planted that on him because he's just mad. No, I don't I don't think he did. Well, no, I mean, at the, at the time, by the end of the movie, uh, yeah. by the end of the movie, I realized he probably didn't plant that on him. Yeah, because at the <laughs> end, at that he time, was I, taking pictures with his watch. Yeah, it's like the whole world's about to get nuked and he's just taking photos. I know he's like, like this. This would be useful. Yeah, but he's like he's taking pictures of the big board. It's like, what are they going to do with that information? Like we're already <laughs> fucked, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so kind of a nitpick I had with this movie. Uh, Peter Sellers did great, even in in uh, yeah. Strange Love's role, but I could not stand yep. his voice as Strange Love. <laughs> it just bothered the hell out of me. It was so funny though. It was it was <laughs> the way he likes uh he smiled the whole time and as he yeah. was he was talking in like a German accent. <laughs> and I cra- it cracked <laughs> me up. I, I I was dying when he uh you know sig hailed like uncontrollably. My <laughs> viewer <laughs> <laughs> I mean my president I mean, sorry, my president, <laughs> Mr. President. That was so funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I never heard of Peter Sellers before this movie, but I'm sure he was a great comedian. Yeah, he fucking, um, he stands up out of his chair and stuff, and <laughs> my Fiora, I can walk. It's <laughs> good. He sounded like he was. Mind Fuhrer, like it was like he <laughs> yeah, sounded like uh, Kermit the Frog on. if he was Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> German Kermit the Frog. Yeah, that was so funny, dude. That's great. <laughs> Mind Fuhrer, I can walk. <laughs> oh my god, the uh, what's his name now? Fuck, uh, Mandrake. The uh, he had a beautiful mustache, by the way. Yep, he did. After well, it, was, uh, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was, I okay. His mustache. I gotta say something about that. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was like combed upwards. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Like to make it more thick. Maybe I don't. Maybe I was looking at it wrong. Maybe I was looking at it too closely, but it looked like it was combed upwards. <laughs> all right all right never mind that <laughs> go go ahead <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so after um 
after General um God, there's so many fucking generals in the movie. Right. After the crazy general, crazy general number one, goes into the bathroom, shoots himself. Uh General uh Ripper. Ripper, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after Ripper goes into the bathroom and um shoots himself there, the um the colonel comes in from outside after they finally like recaptured the base. Uh, and he's like questioning um <laughs> he's questioning Mandrake and he goes in the bathroom. He's like, why would he kill himself during shaving? And he was like <laughs> kind of like accusing him of killing him. I don't know if it was like like I I think Peter Sellers is white, as far as I could tell. But I I couldn't tell if it was like a race thing or if he was also like if this other colonel was just like yeah, like Peter Sellers crazy for white. hunting reds. But he was like so accusatory towards him. <laughs> and you just, just wouldn't believe Mandrake at all. <laughs> so they they go out to the phone booth and I love this whole thing. He's like, <laughs> Okay, uh can you make it a collect call to the president? He was and calling like, the president of the United States. Like the whole scenario was pretty funny because he was calling <laughs> the president of the United States on a payphone. And then he ran yep. out of change. Quarters, he had to ask yeah. for change. And he's like, what do you think? I keep change on my uniform. And he had to call <laughs> the operator to get in contact with the president. Oh, yeah, man. it's like, can you just make it a collect call? Like, the president will pay for it. But yeah. It's like, she it wouldn't allow extra. that. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you, what if you run it as, like, base select or something like that? And it lowered the price by, like, 20 cents. And <laughs> Yeah, to get some like, more change. Colonel, you have to shoot that Coca-Cola machine. <laughs> you have to get that change out of there. So he puts some rounds in it. <laughs> He's like, oh. I'll do it, but you know what happens if you don't get in contact with the president? He's like, what, you're Colonel? you to He's answer like, to the Coca-Cola company. Yeah, you're going to have to answer the Coca-Cola <laughs> company. And then he like he shoots it, and then he goes to get the change, and it just squirts in his face. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah and the just next okay. thing we we see is all the, the planes going away so yeah you got in contact there i feel like there might have been a cut scene of like a the conversation between mandrake and the president there yeah, there should have been yeah because like like how would be, how would the president be so convinced that you know some base commander has the code i suppose they're willing to try anything at that point you know yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the uh, alternative is total nuclear annihilation. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Turgidson is just like completely declining, just like Ripper was as the movie goes on. Yeah. Ripper just goes into a full on monologue about fucking fluids and stuff where he kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was in love with a woman once. As we were having sex, is is when this idea came to me. That, like we can't give them our fluids, our bodily. We essence. can't give them our essence. You know, he's like, <laughs> I don't hide from women, you see, but I don't give, them, I don't allow them my essence. <laughs> it's like what? The <laughs> fuck? It's is perfect. But Turgidson is just fucking going crazy as well. They're talking about. Okay, they they called back the planes now after Mandrake called. And they're like, okay, yeah. four of them got shot down. And they're like, wait, we only found the wreckage of three. 
So maybe there's one more flying around. And the president's asking the general, he's like, well, do they even have a chance to hit their target if they're like injured? Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. (laughs) He got so excited. He got a chance. Hell yeah, he's got a chip weight. (laughs) He got so excited. He was so proud of his troops. (laughs) Do they have a chance? Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oops. And then that was that was so funny. Of course yeah. that's and a, then they ended like, up shot. Yeah. And the then fuck, uh, and the, the part the where right in the bomb. they yeah, he had to go back uh and fix the door because the door was jammed. Yeah. And um as they were doing it, they ended up getting the door and it drops. And then like he was just like as soon as the door opens, he got really excited. Right? I'm like, dude. That thing's going to drop. You need to get out of there. But no, he was just like, he was all for it. And then he's like, what about Lieutenant Kong? And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just showed him just like Yeehaw. riding it down there. Yee-hee. It was yeah. that was a very long, uh, <laughs> long, was bit a long screaming. Yeah, he's fucking whacking the, the fucking nuke with his hat. and Yeah. He was riding was like the, a... <laughs> the bomb down like a rodeo. It was great. It was crazy. I feel like no one's grip strength would be enough. I mean, I guess I'm not a physicist. I don't know. But to like hold on to that, if it's going no. that fast. Yeah, no. Like, it looked like he had a little, velocity. little handle grip on it. But, geez. Yeah. I think he'd just go like shooting off <laughs> of it. No, he's like, I'll die with the bomb. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Well, we're all about to die anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take out the brewskis and I'll, I'll go out while doing it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, um, as, 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 as they're heading there to that, to that bombing site, uh, Strangelove is proposing his plan to the president about going into the underground mines to save everyone. He's like, <laughs> we could fit probably like a hundred thousand or so. But to make sure our population like survives and that we can repopulate, we're gonna need ten women to every man. Ten women to every man, and then like we'll Fucking recover the losses. So excited! We'll recover yeah. the losses in twenty years. I'm like, that's a lot. That, uh, what the? F- that is just like how many generations have been produced at once? Yeah, imagine the fucking toll on your resources having that many babies. Exactly. I, I know it's just a joke, but that's just nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like yeah. crazy theory. Yeah. Both Strangelove and uh, Turgidson, they're both getting super excited over the plan. Right. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, and to formulate like for our survival and stuff, they have to be yeah. like, lumptuous and like the finest specimens of women and yeah, like, meanwhile, he's like fighting. He's like fighting his arm to not sig hail. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he, he like straps it down and he starts beating his arm. He's like, <laughs> he's like biting his glove and stuff. And yeah, and then he starts choking himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That, that was so funny. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I. Went to this movie. I knew it was like comedic, but I didn't know it was. It was going to be this yeah, good. I did not expect anything like this from it. 
you know, even like uh, the dialect, I, I want to say dialect. Um, there's another word I could be saying for this, but like, you know how they talk yeah, to each sense. other? It's like very, very formal, you know, most of the time. Yeah. And everything comes off as, as that. I don't like, you know, sometimes it seems almost robotic on how formal they talk to each other <laughs> and uh, how fast it comes off. I don't know, like something about these old movies. They're always like that, you know? Yeah, it feels like everyone's a little um, like quippier, like in an intelligent way, not just like a snarky way. And um, yeah, and uh, just like the way they talk. uh, I can't even I don't even know how to describe it, but like, uh, you know, like a like a news anchor. Yeah, I guess. Look, like, a lot of people just have casual conversations like that. And I guess, I don't know if that was like how dialogue went in the sixties, but that was something that stuck out to me. And it was like, not something that didn't really seem uh, genuine sometimes. So like, that's why I'm a little, I was a little standoffish with these old movies. Cause they're not always as uh, entertaining as, as you'd like them to be. I guess. Yeah, yeah, completely different times. I think we're we're used to a bit different uh, dialogue in our movies too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So everyone gets nuked. Everyone dies, and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, is <laughs> so, that what that compilation was? Just everybody, everybody nuking each other, and everybody dies. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the the whole world pretty much ending. So. Okay. <laughs> like the, the last few seconds of the dialogue in the war room was just like him standing up from the chair. He's like, "Mind I can walk." <laughs> I don't know if that was like supposed to imply that like that was what happened right before they got blown up. They got nuked. <laughs> if so, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. 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 I was I was a little confused at first. Because, of course, this is back in the 60s. They didn't, like, really have CGI or anything. Right. Or or really computers. No. But uh, uh, they just had a compilation of video clips of, like, actual nuke blasts of, like, testing yeah. sites and stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, is this supposed to, like, mean that everyone got nuked? Or yeah, something like that. But... I think, I think if it was made in a modern day, you'd see like actual like cities being nuked and actual stuff. cities. You could obviously, tell it was like yeah, yeah. You could you'd tell see it was the sites. Eiffel Tower, you know, all the world wonders just getting nuked. Um, yep. So you know where it is and who's getting nuked. That would, yeah, that would make sense. Just seeing a compilation of nukes, I thought it was just like okay. <laughs> I thought it was just like different viewpoints of the same nuke that just dropped. If I'm a oh, so. Yeah, but that makes sense. Everybody kept blown up. Yeah. <laughs> right before yeah, definitely right after Strange Love started to walk. <laughs> you nowadays I'm sure we'd spend ten million just on that final scene alone. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's funny that you say uh, you know, the lack of computers because like the first part of the movie, you could tell that there were just little uh you, they weren't actual planes. Like every time it's uh exterior of the plane you could tell that it's like a little toy plane like being hung there 
with yeah. uh, with the green screen in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that's what they did for it. I know that um, that Kubrick went into a lot of detail with the like the interior uh, when you yeah. see like Slim Pickens and the crew. Yep. So like all that was like based off of a real plane. So a lot of yeah. that was apparently pretty accurate. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah. But yeah, like those those outside shots there. <laughs> They're pretty bad. <laughs> but they made use of what, you know, they did the best of what they could do. So can't really yeah. complain about it, but it was a different time. Yeah. I'm I'm sure this was a lot back then. I'm sure. Considering that milkshakes and stuff were probably like 25 cents. But yeah. uh, the whole budget was only 1.8 million, which sounds like nothing today. Right. But you can <laughs> Most see Most of it. that budget... Went yeah, towards yeah. the actors. Yep, most of that budget went straight towards uh, Peter Sellers. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, big, huh? yeah, I guess so. Plus the fact that he had to do three roles. I think it was like a million dollars, is what I read. So <laughs> over wait. half the film's budget. Wait, you said one point? How much? How much? One point eight. One point eight. So, yeah, so he it costs $800,000 other than Peter Sellers. Yes. <laughs> That's <Nope>. fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, yep. man. The movie made almost $10 million worldwide. Nice. So it's uh, yeah, so it was I mean, great money profit. Yeah. Like eight times over. Yeah. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess Peter that. Sellers would be something like hiring... Um, you know, Chris Evans or something uh, for a film. Yeah. yeah, Chris Pratt now. Yeah, Chris Pratt is very, uh, very high dollar these days. Yeah, go compare how much of uh, the Mario budget is to Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I wonder. It's probably a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for that movie, though. That, that's, that looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a little iffy on the um, the voice acting. I heard a lot of people saying it was kind of crap from Pratt. Really? Charlie Dage. I actually he watched was... the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see where they're coming from. Dude, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Yeah, there's a lot of big names in this. Um, yeah, I can't remember who. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser. Who's Bowser? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think it's going to go pretty well overall. And good. then uh, Keegle, Keegan Michael Key is Toad, so that's awesome. <laughs> that's fitting. Yeah. So some other notes I had on Strange Love here, like I said before, it was uh, mostly based off a lot of real processes. Kubrick went to a lot of detail, like reading tons of books and stuff. Yeah. On this matter, trying to make sure that it's accurate. So it's supposed to be kind of like a like an anti-war movie, kind of like some of his other ones, like. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And they based Ripper on an actual general, or at least uh, it's assumed. Curtis LeMay. Oh, really? Is is the actual real life general. Apparently he wasn't oh. like, like he's like complete like opposite from what I read into LeMay more. Like he, he didn't go crazy or anything, but he did have like that power. And he was one of the people I think that brought it up the chain to get it changed when he, oh, okay. when someone realized that, Oh, Hey, 
sir, you have the power to, you know, just nuke Russia. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's kind of a funny scenario to, uh, make fun of, but not so funny, uh, that it actually exists. Yeah. So good on him for bringing that up. It's like, Hey, uh, I want to let you know that this is uh, potentially a major security breach if one of our <laughs> uh, base commanders just happens to go insane. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I read a lot into the uh, like the the nuclear safeguards and stuff after this movie, uh, just because I was curious. It does seem like they they improved a lot of stuff since the '60s and since a lot of this um, moral outrage after movies like this, um, yeah, kind of like showed to the public what was actually going on. Yep. And I actually came across some stories that they raised a lot of the, the standards and stuff for anyone working on missile silos, like more mental health checks, higher standards of like, they just hold them to a higher standard in general. And yeah, um, that makes sense. Some stories about, I think it was like nine officers getting relieved of duty at one of our missile silos up at uh, the air force base in Minot. Really? So, so I was like, huh, yeah. They got relieved of duty because of what? Were they just... I thought it was like a... It was a mixture of just... I don't know if it was like criminal acts in the civilian world or just like oh, gambling issues, yeah. drinking <laughs> issues. Like it was a variety of things. Like, it, it, like the point is, is that it doesn't take much to be relieved if you're in that position. Yeah, yeah, very, very high standards, and yeah, which makes yeah. sense, makes us all, all feel safer, I guess. You don't have to worry yeah. about, uh, you know, one of our base commanders uh, realizing during the act of love that we need to preserve our <laughs> bodily fluids, purity of essence. So yes. decides to nuke Russia. <laughs> They'll steal it from you if you're not careful. They'll us us all. <laughs> yeah, well, like his whole point for his whole reasoning for doing that is that uh, he's like, th- like he can't he can't trust a politician to do uh, war stuff or, you know, uh, they never have any tactical thought or anything. So like he took it upon yeah. himself thinking that he's better than a politician to start a war with Russia, <laughs> not realizing yeah. the repercussions of his actions. I mean, he's not completely wrong. I don't know if I would trust any any politician to be making war decisions when True, know. but you know, the president in this movie, you know, seemed to have a sound mind in you know yeah. not starting a war. Like it is our country's policy to not start a war, which I agree with that. Yep. Let's not do that, you know. If we could do any other means necessary to avoid a war, let's do it. Yeah. But I could see how there is a lot of Americans that would disagree if like uh, like communists. I I don't (laughs) I honestly don't understand the threat to our democracy, which is another form of government. That seems to be the thing. He's like communism. Bad going to destroy us is like what kind of influence does the russians have on our our government at all you know yeah i think it's just one of those i mean 
Team America, <laughs> World Police, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Team America, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we have to police the whole world. We, we aren't... Like, ever since we, we got out of isolationism after, like, World War One and Two, we just, we can't go back into our shell. It's, it's nope. too late. Uh, Everyone just, must became, do what we do. Yeah, we became that country and that a lot of people look to as a standard uh, financially, morally, though they probably shouldn't always look at us morally. But yeah, we're, we're just, we're just a big standard in the world. So but that, that's that doesn't we, mean we, involved. we have the right to impose our beliefs on other people, even though sure what goes, I mean, some of the things that goes on in other countries is wrong. Okay. We're getting, I think we're getting too political here. <laughs> <laughs> But the point is, is that, uh, you know, it's, I don't understand what my point is, actually. Um, I'm putting myself in the mindset of someone who's in the 1960s paranoid about uh, communism. Yeah, I mean, it did start to like, like spread and stuff like, like Cuba, Vietnam, all those other countries that started to get like communist influences. And that's why we had all those, we had big beefs with Cuba. We kind of like cut them off financially from the world. Um, we literally went to war with Vietnam. Yep. All the different stuff just over communism. And I, I think the red scare is just as similar to like satanic panic. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Christian values. I think that we're it doesn't kinda... hold, it doesn't hold any uh, basis for actual paranoia. But it it's yeah. very well there. Yeah, I think it's very very easy for for us as a people to to find an enemy to that's look true towards something and like call it evil and yeah and do everything I mean, in our power to to get rid of it. We've won so many wars already, you know. Like I think we're just overconfident. Yeah, it only takes one big bad enemy like. Russia to come steamroll our shit as soon as we start to piss them <laughs> off. I mean, I don't know about steamrolling if they're not doing so great in Ukraine. Yeah, but I don't know. Something just like the sheer size of Russia makes me think that if we were to start a war with them, it would not be good for anybody. Because, I mean, uh, they're trigger happy. We're trigger happy. You know, if it's World War Three, then it's uh, it that is going to be the next human, uh, mankind's greatest conflict. You know, yeah, or very last conflict. Very yeah, or very last conflict. Yeah, fuck yeah, that is scary when you think about it. Eh, I just try to think that it's not our problem. If it isn't, if it happens, we won't even know. We'll nope. just be gone. <laughs> we big flash because- of light. And then peace. Yeah. That's dark. Given our <laughs> Finally, given our peace. Ra- given our radius to a lot of nuclear missile silos, I, I don't think we're gonna last long. And plus our, our our whole state, our whole region of the US is farmland, which is the most important thing to get rid of. Like mm-hmm. if you cut off food, you don't need to have people to run the missiles. So Yep. Yeah, so that's that's like an ancient tactic too. 
was it whenever they do sieges, they just uh, cut off their food yeah. supply by surrounding yeah, them? They, yep, don't let anyone in an ounce. And, yeah. yeah, so they either come out. out and they're at a severe disadvantage or they just starve out and die. So, yeah, we're still using tactics from the medieval ages. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, less I guess we're not using them, but uh, it's still a viable uh, tactical yeah, plan, I guess. Yeah, hit a last little tidbit. So Turgidson in the war room, he's starting to uh, have one of his moments again. He's freaking out, and he trips and then rolls right back up. I don't know if you remember that part. Uh, he's, like, I don't... he's going off on like some rant and stuff, and he he's like walking back towards uh towards the ambassador and in trips. <laughs> and I, I don't like remember rolls that back and gets back up. Anyway, I was just gonna mention that was that was real. Like the actor actually like tripped, but he played it oh. off so well that they they just kept it in the movie. Nice, yeah. You gotta love those moments. Yeah, where they uh where they mess up a little bit, but they still gotta still gotta. The show must go on, so they play it off. I think yeah. it was in uh, Django Unchained where Leonardo DiCaprio actually cut his finger, but he played it off. Oof! Like he was bleeding a lot because he he like uh, he like smashed the glass. He did that for a part, but he cut his hand on the glass, and then he just kept acting as he was like wrapping up his hand from it bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that takes some skill, man. Yeah, so overall, I think I'd give this one like a 8.8. Uh, this one sat really high for me for, for comedies. It was good. Yeah, I'd probably give this one a 7. Uh, I liked it, but I mean, <clears throat> I mean, clearly it, it could have done a little more for me if it was, if I was around in this era, I guess, but. <laughs> I didn't really like maybe. it as much, so I, I'll give it a, like a six or a seven. Yeah, maybe it would have scared the shit out of you more. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it would have. <laughs> In the midst of all that, yeah. But I mean, not bad. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. So next week, you guys can look forward to uh, hearing Metro Chapter Two, and then also Eric's pick for the month. For the movie. Yes. Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Robin Williams and Matt Damon. And I actually yep. don't know anything about the movie. So I'm I'm eager. I'm looking forward to that one. It's really good. Well, it'll uh it it'll it might get a little emotional. We will we will cry a lot, but <laughs> and then hopefully you'll cry too. You know? Happy tears. From <laughs> from uh from the emotion, the raw emotion happening on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good one. Yes. Do you have any plugs? Yeah, if you guys want to reach out to us, hazardous opinions pod at gmail.com. You can shoot us an email, uh, let us know your thoughts, or we're also on Instagram at hazardous opinions pod. And both of those will be linked down in the show notes as always. Tell us your opinion on uh, Dr. Strangelove. Also, uh, I would like to know how old you are if you have an opinion on it, good or bad. Let, me, let yeah, us know. Yeah, if, if you have seen this movie in the decade it came out or in the decade after, let us know how yes. like, 
what was the perception back then of this? Yes, kind of I movie? would love to know. Yeah, that's all I got. Anything else you're uh, you're watching right now? Me? Yeah. Any good shows or movies? I uh, we started watching this show on Netflix. Well, we actually watched it. Um, we watched the whole first season. It's called Fakes. Fakes. Yeah. It's about these uh, two high school girls that start making uh, a fake ID business. Mm-hmm. And they get in it with some uh, criminal stuff. And it's uh, it, it's pretty good. There's like uh, it. There's each episode is filmed from a certain perspective of a character in that show. And then like you'll see the same situation happening, but like people will act a little differently depending on whose perception it is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, interesting to see for sure. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Like like they'll play a same scene back, but you'll see it from like, it looks different because someone else is viewing it. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't look different. Like people are acting differently. Like one of them has like anxiety. So the other one is a lot more chill. So if you see, the perspective from the chill one, you'll see the other character just spazzing out, right? Even though if you've seen the same uh, perspective from the one that has anxiety, you'll see that she's the more rational one while the other one is like more reckless, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see, so... Yeah, I'm uh I'm working my way through Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh yep. Mr. Guillermo del Toro. It's really good. I just finished the two Lovecraft episodes last night. Uh, I was very impressed. I was very happy with the show so far. Yeah. That's I got like two episodes left. Yeah, that's a good show. A lot of Lovecraft going on in that show too, which I can very much appreciate. Yeah, yeah, two the the two episodes were um based directly on the on his two of his novels, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, so uh look forward to next week where you hear a Metro and Goodwill Hunting and after that you will hear from us about uh As Dusk Falls. Yep. We'll see you then. See ya.